Hello and welcome to the Volunteer Firefighter Podcast, where we listen into a group of rural firefighters as they give their opinions on the challenges they face both on and off the fireground. We release a new episode every week, so please hit that subscribe button, leave us a rating, and share this with your fire family and friends. Now on to this week's episode, where as always, we ask the question, are you DTFF? Hello and welcome to the Volunteer Firefighter Podcast. My name is Carl and tonight I am joined by two members of my firefighting family. I have Ash. Hey guys. And uh, still away in New Westminster, I have Scott. Hello. And uh, yeah, it's been quiet, boys. It's been really, really quiet. Mm -hmm. We're using all of the keywords to try to drum up some business if you will. <laughs> sure is quiet not a lot of calls coming in yep quiet 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 yeah i uh we it's got but uh it's not it's i mean it's quiet for us but there's a big thing going on the news right now right like what have you got what's uh, what have you got there uh well yeah i mean it was going on this this today it was honolulu uh near diamond head which is which is like, uh, what is that? I'm not going to give directions in Honolulu, but anyways, it's near near Honolulu, this, like the actual city part. Um, a 69-year-old man was facing eviction, and when two Honolulu police officers responded to a stabbing, he it sounds like he shot, killed both of them, and then set um, the house on fire, uh, which resulted in seven homes destroyed. Holy. By fire. Yeah. So the guy, the Sorry. guy was getting evicted, and yeah. two cops showed up to kick him out, and he I, killed I'm them. I'm not sure if they showed up to kick him out or if they show if they showed up to the stabbing. Yeah, I responded to a scene of a stabbing. So I'm I'm not sure if he, the guy was stabbing the person that was trying to evict him. Right. And then um, then he said the place is on fire. So it says at least seven homes damaged or destroyed. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there was actually a guy I know. He was uh, he's on vacation there right now, and from his hotel, he can see the smoke cloud. He sent me the video of it. Jeez. Wow. So obviously, the firefighters—that's um, one thing you can't really go in when there's still an active shooter situation going on. So they have to basically stage and wait for the PD to clear it. So if you get exposures, it just keeps expanding and expanding. Yeah, yeah, I guess, eh? It's just going to keep passing on to each of the buildings and, mm -hmm. and flying. Yeah, until they can confirm it's safe. Yeah. Well, we've, we've you know, I, I don't know how many times now we've we've talked about this kind of mass casualty, um, mass casualty incidents and things. I mean, yeah, you know, it, it was seven structures. What if there were people inside those structures? Um, what if the, the shooter then started shooting just random people that were passing by, right? Like, mm -hmm. he's already taken out two police officers and stabbed somebody else. I mean, you've already crossed the line at that point. And it, it, all it took was being evicted to be able to push him over that piece. Like, it just, it's insanity. And again, it just goes to show, doesn't matter where you are, doesn't matter what you're doing, this stuff's happening next door to you. Mm -hmm. Like, crazy. Well, I hope they uh, they dealt with it all properly. I'm sure, but man, that's that's crazy. That's a whole other level of crazy. Um, yeah, yeah, it's uh, that. Uh, 
So uh, tonight we're going to talk a little bit about um, what we did in the past couple of days for past Thursdays for training. Um, so I'm going to throw it over to Ash. Ash, what uh, we had three rolling sessions, I think, right? Yeah. So, like we've been discussing in the past, we 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 try to split up our training nights into two or three groups. Uh, it kind of makes those uh, group sizes smaller. A lot more one-on-one or one-on fewer uh, sort of training opportunities. So this past couple weeks, so this month, uh, we've got it set up. So we have three sessions that rotate through for three nights. And then we're going to wrap up the month with a scenario, which will be uh, to be determined. Uh, We don't even know what it's going to be. We have a couple of the other officers that are planning that. But uh, the the sessions we've been running... Uh, myself and Carrie, who's been on here before, uh, we were doing a um, I am responding and radio room sort of etiquette and tips and tricks and some things that we're uh, just kind of brushing up on with the help of uh, Kevin. And then we took uh, the crew outside and went over some SCBA, um, more just like a refresher, um, you know, really get familiar with. Uh, the two different packs that, that we run. Uh, we got the uh, Firehawk, we got the G1s. Um, just kind of the differences between the two. I uh, talked about um, just proper cleaning, proper storage. Um, just basically a quote-unquote back, back to basics refresher. Um, I know we always love that. So. <laughs> the old back to basics? Back, back to basics is loving it. Um, so we did that. That was so on that. Um, mm-hmm. It was really good. Again, mm-hmm. uh, it was brought up that it needed to be done. It's something like you know, it's something that I think we take we take for granted sometimes. There were some people that weren't necessarily doing everything, and whether or not that was down to the fact that they didn't know or were just being ignorant to the fact. Mm-hmm. As sometimes we get lazy, right? And sometimes yeah. we need to be put back in check. And I think that definitely helped. Yeah. Uh, showcase what should be done. Just um, really highlight. This is what we're looking for. Yeah. And, you know, we, we definitely spoke on putting the onus on, on the officer to make sure that the people are doing their job. But at the same time, I mean, we're all, we're all adults and we should be responsible for our own stuff. And if I ask you, Carl, is your, is your pack away properly? And if you answer me, yes, I want to trust you. So we, yeah, we just went over everything and said, A, B, C, this is what needs to be done. Um, which was really good, which then got us kind of into the, the, the last bit of our session, which was uh, not in-depth, but just sort of, uh, again, a refresher for Firefighter Down CPR. So we already had the SCBA out. We brought out the RIP pack and just went over a couple of uh, key, key points on that. And then we discussed, um, like when exiting a building, um, talk, talked about that hot zone, warm zone, where we're going to be doing the handover to the paramedics. Um, just kind of went through a couple tips on how to strip people out of their gear uh, a little bit easier. Um, didn't dive into the full process as deeply as we need to, but it was a, just a quick, so the people that are newer that don't have a lot of hands-on experience with it, at least get the idea of um, if, if they're there and they're assisting, they understand the steps that are coming next. So that was our session. Um, we had Rob was looking after 
it was a bit of a, a drive and pump practice that got modified to um, like a driver orientation, truck orientation. Because again, we have some newer members that don't uh, don't get the opportunity or don't take the opportunity to drive. So got them in the driver's seat, uh, got them more familiar with some of the the features and functions of of the engine. Uh, right now we're just uh, we're melting off about two feet of snow here, so we've got some auto chains that we um, got the crew a bit more familiar with, which was good. Um, and then yeah, I just kind of went over the truck where where things are, because again, things move a lot. I think we we have to adapt. We only have so much storage space in our trucks, so we're always adapting and stuff. So that that was another, which was really good. And the third, we had a stabilization maze, which is. Uh, it's like an eight by eight. Um, what do they call those things? Where marble you, maze. It's like a marble maze. Yeah. yeah. So they put, uh, um, you know, playing cards down in a couple corners, and uh, you, it's an eight hundred pound marble maze. And they, yeah, an eight hundred pound marble maze, right? <laughs> it's so true. they've got a whatever an eight pin bowling ball, <laughs> whatever that rolls around, um, and you have to use the stabilization bags. Um, the airbags, you got to use stabilization um, e equipment to uh, move, adjust, do good teamwork to move this this bowling ball from point point to point. So, yeah, that was another just a, a good comms teamwork sort of practice that was put, put together. And, um, yeah, I was watching some of the crew do it while Carrie was teaching uh, this, this past week. And uh, we had some really good teams working there, so yeah, it was good. Yeah, mm. <clears throat> yeah, it was a uh, it was a fun week actually. It's good again to get back sometimes to some of those things that you mm -hmm. haven't necessarily done in a while. Yeah, I think like this type of or this time of year, when I mean we we were super cold and then super snowy, and I mean we fight fires in, in the cold and the snow. We we assist. You know, NBI, NBA, we're out there in the shit weather. So it's not like we, we don't practice, but when we're going to have these kind of days where where we can stay in and can do these kind of refresher uh, nights, I mean, take take advantage of this kind of January weather. Because as soon as it starts getting nicer out, a little bit lighter out, we're going to be hitting it pretty hard. So, yeah, that was good. I think, again, this goes back to... Uh, having the dynamic that the training team now has so with you know scott leading it up and then you guys all taking your own roles and running different practices everyone mm -hmm. is definitely a lot more engaged you don't have that kind of you know the, the group kind of disappearing a little bit you don't get the the crowd that's just a little bit mm -hmm. further out of the reach of the circle everyone's more engaged it's smaller groups and you're way more focused you get to run through it multiple times you're in that tight group scenario right. so everyone's again just way more focused on what's going on and for the person who's teaching it as well it's way easier to direct and answer questions than if you're trying to do it on a mass group mm -hmm. right <clears throat> so it works really really well um and something that I think was is still one of the best, um, one of the best changes that we've seen in the department for many many years. I no, think, for sure. in my, in, at least from my point. I mean, span of control. It's you can't have one guy looking after thirty. Yeah. You're just you're not going to be able to keep. You know, you you need to break that down. Um, like you say, it's it's proven dividends for sure. Yeah. 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 
Uh, Scott, you got anything to add on that? Sorry, my mute was on. <laughs> um, I can hear you guys. My mute was on, so I can, uh, you wouldn't hear me coughing or whatever. Nice. Um, yeah. Um, in regards to the extrication maze, it's always a challenge to um, find stuff to do for AutoX without using vehicles, and I know vehicles are, are hard to hard to find sometimes, um, especially in smaller communities. We don't have too much of a problem, but sometimes, uh, especially with seminar coming up, we need, we need about you know, 20 cars for that, so we can't really afford to, to chop those cars up or move them around. Um, so that's why we have things like the extrication maze, and... There's actually a new idea. I don't know. That's, we're not Ash and I aren't going to patent it. I don't think are we, Ash? Well, I mean, we're going to see. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually looking online right now. Um, the idea I was thinking the other day when we were talking about, or uh, the chief sent us some auto extrication videos to look at as officers, and I started wondering, like, is there a way to do it? Way to practice auto ex without chopping uh, a car up permanently. So then I got to think about our our um, door prop, our rebreakable door prop, and how that's designed. So then I messaged Ash, and we started thinking, I don't know, like, my ideas are, you know, on the A pillar, B pillar, C pillar, is maybe some, um, somehow make it so we can strap ready rod onto it, or some type of soft metal so we can keep recutting it, mm-hmm. and just have it reattach. Um, I don't know. I, I've been kind of looking online. There's a couple of little things, but nothing like kind of what I'm talking about. So I'm talking about using an, an, like an actual old car and modify it so we can keep re, re, re-breaking it, I guess. And then also put pins in the doors so we can use the spreaders on the doors just like the re-breakable door and just keep popping the door over and over again. Because really, um, popping a door is pretty easy for the tools to do. It's more about the setup, the approach, the um, three, you know, the, the 360 um, your, your stabilization, your patient care, that's all something that can be done. And then really this, the door pop at the end is, is kind of the easy thing. But to be able to do it over and over again would be, I think, beneficial for us. Yeah. That, yeah. <clears throat> I might got my brain ticking on that now as well. I don't... That's a tough one. Yeah, I kind of drafted up... I was playing with that after we had the chat there. Uh my my mind has got racing i'm like there's there's an easy way there's got to be a better way and i've got a plate system with a like a four by four channel that you can pin in upper lower and basically everything just drops on like the the abc pillars will just drop over top of it it's it's going to be um not a realistic cut but the muscle memory of I need to cut here, I need to cut here, I need to cut here. Um, we try to bring in somebody um, or put on a weekend long course where you can really dive into auto X. You can't train auto X in an hour and a half. You need to really spend extra time on that. You know, 60 minutes, 90 minutes with a group of people and then try to replicate that for three weeks and really deliver the same information over and over with a lack of vehicles is tough. 
So if you can put together a weekend course, whether we do that internally or we bring somebody else in, that's when you can teach people a lot more in depth about, you know, doing dash rolls, doing, you know, making a car and do a taco, as Bob says, <laughs> right? Like there's, there's more in depth and more uh, advanced techniques that you can look at. But that muscle memory of I need to do this, I need to come up, I need to stabilize. Okay, next thing. Now that the car is not going anywhere, you know, we need to start talking about patient care. We need to start talking about getting that patient out. Uh, what are the steps that we need to take every time? Um, it might not be taking off the roof. It might just be popping the door. The door is munched a bit. You just have to pop it. So that, I mean, with our tools, that's a fairly easy task that most people already have. But new people don't have that repetition that we've had, you know, the luck or whatever you want to call it. Uh, we, we are fairly lucky with, with getting cars, but now that it's a seminar year, it's going to be a little bit more challenging to be able to say, hey, here's all these cars, let's just go play with it. No, we kind of have to hoard those cars until May. So, yeah, I've got to, uh, I'll maybe scan it and send it off to you, Scott. It's uh, it's pretty easy to do from, from where my mind is. And if... Uh, somebody like a dentist gets involved we can put this together in a weekend for sure hmm. that would be right, yeah, I sent you guys a, uh, a link mm -hmm. um, to a car prompt that they have down in the one corner you'll see the guy with the extrication tools like with the cutters kind of channel hmm. yeah I don't know it'll be interesting it'll be an mm -hmm. interesting thing to make this is actually yeah the, the one they have is a re, it's a burnable a reburnable re, re cutable car Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm looking at that now. Yeah. So they've made their own car. Yeah. Which, I mean, I mean that's one, one idea we're thinking of doing is making our own car. It kind of, I always laugh at these cars because they always look like, oh, I would draw a car. Right. If I was if I was to draw a car. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was just about to say the same thing, actually. Right. Uh, is, is that all aluminum? Not sure. Interesting. Uh, huh. Like, it's kind of cool because they got a, a prop to use a chop saw on it and... Yeah. Hmm. Well, again, it comes back to that, you know, we're uh, we're constantly thinking of, the, of ways that we can do these things over and over again without having to fully utilize <coughs> cars. Um, mm -hmm. Same thing with doors, right? It's not you can't just knock on somebody's uh, house and say, "Hey, do you mind if we uh, do you mind if we break your door here?" <laughs> so it, it does become a bit of a challenge to do full uh, full actual realistic practices on these things which is why you know again we got the door prop which Dennis built which has been I mean time and time again that thing we use it on practices it's been phenomenal our our forced entry now is great super quick mm -hmm. guys are getting in fast um, everyone understands the concepts um, again it's that see a hole and fill it sort of thing when when we're in those positions everyone's comfortable with it because we've got the tool to play with in order to be comfortable in that position so having something that we could do that with for auto x would be would be fantastic huh. yeah i'll post that link up yeah. as well so people mm -hmm. can take a look at that too yeah i really like it i mean it looks cool um I'm sure we can adapt with with the skill set that we have available to us. Yeah. I'm sure almost anything's possible. So yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think we can use an existing car rather than building our own. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Strip it. Pillars. 
Yeah, strip it down. We actually already have one that's mostly stripped down already, so. Due to fire. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So we can strip it down some more and do those cuts. Mm-hmm. Make cool. those attachments. Yeah. <clears throat> cool. That'd be good. So what I was thinking, not to throw this whole thing into the whole design function, but uh, we have a hard time. If, if you do... Um, if you do a car fire inside of a car, what's well, great for the first burn because it's all car on the inside, so it's great, it burns. But then you have to start loading pallets inside. And the bad thing about loading pallets inside is getting the shit out once it's done. <laughs> so, depends, yeah, we'll do a, like a mesh grate on the bottom that you can pin in an interior if you want to do it for patient care or unpin that and it's just a mesh grate that once it's all burned out it just falls out the bottom and then you roll away the car boom yeah. you got a clean oh, interior okay, so again we, we don't need the gas hookups and stuff yeah i mean that's definitely something that we could work on as well because once once we get plumbed down at the training grounds for gas we'd be looking really good but yeah. in the meantime i mean still even with a even with an open bottom grate it, gas is still fine yeah for sure because then it's not going to pool yeah. up water Absolutely. When you're spraying in, right? Yeah, it's going to go through it regardless. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I've been geeking out over that for, <laughs> for a while. I'm, I'm pretty jeeped up. <laughs> jeeped up all the way. <laughs> yeah, sweet. That sounds interesting. Now, I, my, sorry, my brain's thinking about stuff now. Right. Yeah. Okay, um, back to podcasty things. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, Chris, actually um, a listener of ours, um, long-time listener, not called yet though, but I'm sure he will. Mm-hmm. Um, Chris, uh, he asked us a question. So I wanted to kind of touch on that and get your guys' opinion on it a little bit as well. Um, and so I'm just going to read it out here. So uh, Chris says, so it appears as though uh, recreational marijuana has been legal in your province for more than a year. So my question for you is, how does that translate to the volunteer fire service? Obviously, if somebody shows up for a call under the influence of alcohol, it's fairly easy and quick to detect by a smell and visual impairment. Marijuana is a little bit more tricky in most circumstances. It seems like more and more of the states are legalizing it, and uh, I know it's definitely a gray area so what do we think what is your opinion there well i think the first the big thing is it's uh, not just the province it's it's federal yeah the federal government has made it legal um and, and yeah in the, in the states it's only state by state that makes it legal so technically even if it's legal in the state it's still illegal in in the eyes of the feds mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, um, Canada, yeah, Canada's made it legal. Pretty much. Oh, yeah, not pretty much. It has been illegal throughout the entire uh, country. So that's, um, that's, so it's not just our province. Um, so that's a big thing. And, uh, as far as our, I know our department goes, it's, it's the same as alcohol. As long as you're not impaired coming to a call, um, it's perfectly fine because it's legal. Yes, yeah. yeah, it's at that point now where it it has to be, um, it has to be treated in the same manner as alcohol. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. a lot more difficult to detect 
um, at least from a I'm looking at you standpoint. Do you know what I mean? Right. Um, but uh, again, when it comes to it, like if you know that you're not good to show up for whatever reason, don't show up. Mm-hmm. Don't be a burden. Don't drive. Like if you can get to the hall in any other way, if you've you know whatever. Still, I don't know what kind of use you're going to be even in that kind of a condition, yeah. um, you know, depending on whatever, right? So, um, and with it becoming medicinal as well now, things like CBD oils and things like that, um, both topical or, um, you know, ingestible, whatever you want to yep. kind of go with, um, there's lots of uses for those sorts of things as well for pain management and relief and things like that too. Um, and so it really depends on, on what you're using it for as well. Maybe mm-hmm. if you're first getting into it and you don't really know what you're doing, and you take a massive whack of, you know, an, an edible of some sort to try and help with pain, then all of a sudden, bam, you're you're out on the couch and you don't you're realize, impaired, yeah. right? But, I mean, in that instance, again, you're probably mm-hmm. not going to show up. Common sense would dictate if you've taken something and you know that there's a likelihood that it's going to kick in and it hasn't yet fully, I'm not going to go to those things. Um, it, you don't want to put other people, your other brothers and sisters in jeopardy because you've you've indulged in something that you mm. probably shouldn't have or should have, you right. know, in this instance, there's no, there's no gray. It's, it's black and white. If you do yeah. it, just don't show up. Whatever. Mm. Same as alcohol. Same thing. It's tough. I mean, I think a bit of the question was like, how do you handle it? How do you handle now that it's legal? And kind of like we just said, like you don't handle it any other way other than Carl says, if you're under the influence of anything, don't don't show if you're sober come kick ass when a call comes in and i don't i don't have i don't want to say i don't have time but like when everybody's running in the hall i mean i'm gearing up i'm getting on the truck okay i got a driver i got three guys in the back great you know like i'm not looking back like hey who's crushed some beers tonight hey who packed a bowl like I assume that the people that are getting on the truck are of sober mind because we're all adults. You know, we have a zero tolerance. If you've been drinking, if you're under the influence, if you've been smoking or ingesting, you don't respond. So, I mean, it's a, it's the law. It's not even a protocol. It's the law. Just don't do it. Um, I think if there was an issue where people were responding under the influence and you noticed that and you were, I mean, you would have to deal with that on a case by case. You'd have to take that person aside and there would have to be repercussions of some, some sort, um, because they are, they're taking their own life, their own, uh, brothers and sisters lives and the public, it puts them in jeopardy. So it's a, it's just a black and white go or no, no going. It has to be a no go if they're, if, if they're ingesting, you know, marijuana, CBD, whatever it is. Um, it just can't happen. The back of a fire truck isn't the time to be doing a breathalyzer test or a whatever the test is for weed. I have no idea. But, I mean, how do you do? I mean, this entire time we don't have a breathalyzer to get on the, the back of the truck. It's, a, it's an honor system. You have no idea. You can't tell that somebody's had two beers if they, like, I chew gum. I don't want to go to a medical call and be in someone's face. So if we get a fire call, I don't care what it is, I usually pop a, a stick of gum in so I'm fresh breath 
if I'm going to be up in someone's face. It's just in, in my mind. That's the last thing that I want to be doing. It's like, oh, hey. 3 a.m. morning breath. Yeah, 3 a.m. ass <laughs> breath. Or like, you know, I just had a super oniony whatever sub or something. I'm like, hello there. <laughs> right? Oh, now, now they're in tears because they're breathing my shit breath. Right? So <laughs> I, I just try to. But so now are people like, I can smell whatever raspberry in the truck. So who's drinking, right? Like that's, how do you, you know, police that? You can't. So it's back to that honor system. I mean, you've got to stay on top of it. Hey, if you're drinking, if you're ingesting, don't. Yeah. I think, uh, I think you go, you have to handle it in the same way. Like, like we said, same way as alcohol, but in, in a way that doesn't dictate or bark orders of certain things like you need to turn it back around to be this isn't tolerated and here's why here's Mm -hmm. the here's the detriments that you get from that right like you make bad decisions you're not in control completely of your mind so then you're not going to make the correct decisions Mm -hmm. as we do decentralized command you're then the only person really who's making the decisions for yourself you have an Mm -hmm. overall general order of put that out but you're supposed to be making the decisions now. If you then are a more senior member and you've done that, well, now you're making calls for yourself on a team of potentially three people, um, which now you could be also putting in jeopardy. And everyone in that situation is being put out. So, you know, it's just, it's really straightforward. If you do it, fair enough. Just don't come to a call. Fair enough, you know? like, And if you know that evening that you're going to be doing it, we have a sign-out board that we do, like message one of the officers, whatever, whatever you want to do. I'm out tonight. Yeah, you know what? I don't care why you're out. If you message yeah. and just say, I'm out. you know what, is such and such coming? Nope. Message, not mm-hmm. coming. Great. Done. Now you know. Happy days. Yep. Scott, you got anything to add? Uh, a couple things. First, uh, <laughs> from dealing with people with, <laughs> that have been on marijuana. Um, I always find they're a little bit more um, uh, are they paranoid, I guess. <laughs> so, so they tend to uh, know that they're impaired more than a drunk person, I find, <laughs> from dealing with them. You know, they're like, oh, I'm really high right now. Okay, well then take a seat. Not saying, I'm not saying firefighters, just people in general. Um, whereas drunks tend to... Um, I'm good to go. And they're not. Yeah, yeah, I'm good to go. Like, it gives them that, that like, what do they call it? False confidence. What's that? False confidence. Yeah, they get that false confidence. I'm still perfectly fine. Um, from what I find from most people that do one or the other. Um, so I, I hope actually it would enhance if people that are smoking marijuana or, or doing marijuana in whatever way they do it um, would kind of check themselves even more um, than, a, than a person that's been drinking. And yeah, the other thing is actually... I didn't mention before is the um, marijuana is actually more legal right now in Canada than, than alcohol. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which, is, which is funny because it actually went from from illegal to more legal than alcohol. Because literally, you can do it on the walk down the street and, and smoke marijuana. Yeah, it's basically a mm-hmm. cigarette uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I've noticed that a lot down here in the city because you're walking down the street and I'm like, oh, and yeah, there's that smell again, <laughs> and you know. It's gonna take a while to get used to because you know for so long it's been illegal, but you know it's it's legal now. But like you guys are saying, you just you gotta check yourself 
and we can't, as officers, or there can't be the the fire police on the on the unit. Are you good to go? Are you unpaired? I mean, it comes down to like, are you physically fit to do your job? Do I have a bad shoulder? Do I have my you know, did I break my hand? Did I twist my ankle? But I'm still going to go to this fire call because I want to go to a structure fire. Um, it's the same thing. You're impaired. Um, you know, when Kevin hurt his back for quite some time, he knew his limitations, so he stayed off the truck. Um, one of our guys cut his finger off. He knew his limitations, <laughs> stayed off the truck. <laughs> so it's, I, I think it's the same idea. Like, you know, just get to know your limitations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, if you're impaired or not. Yeah, self self checks for sure. And again, there's there's no harm in just, you know what? I'm gonna have a couple of drinks tonight. I'm gonna have a toke. I'm gonna take some edibles, whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna do that tonight. But I'm gonna text somebody first and just let them know that if there is a call, I won't be showing up. So don't expect me. Because even if you do that, if you do that right off the bat, and you message somebody, you're already you're already putting it out there. To yourself as well as everyone else, you know what? Yeah. Tonight I'm out. Like, and you, you mentally, then you switch yourself off. It's like a call comes in, whatever. I ain't going. It mm-hmm. is what it is. Like I already told everyone I'm not going. You don't have that pressure. You've already pre-engaged everyone to that fact, right? You're not like just not showing. You've mm-hmm. already said, eh, not happening. Yeah, I mean, if you put it out there that you're not showing because, I mean, for whatever reason, hey guys, I'm out tonight, and then you show up. Oh, hey, buddy. What are you doing here? <laughs> What's going on? Hey, it's not that bright in here. What's up with your eyes? <laughs> right? Like, why are you squinting, buddy? Um, yeah, it's, uh, that's going to put more heat on you. So just, if you're out, you're out. Say, hey, buddy, I'm out. Zero pressure then. Mm-hmm. You know, be out. I, there's been many times where I knew I was going here, there, whatever, for some drinks with the boys. And I'd be like, yeah, I'm out. Swing down, put put my name on the board, whatever, and you're out. Yeah. And, you know, the name on the board thing is only as good as, like, to know after the call. So, I mean, that's great. You know, hey, Carl was excused because his name's up on, on the board. But if you're out, shoot a text to, like, a captain, officer, a lieutenant, somebody. Let them know that you're, you're out. And especially if you're, I mean, everybody's a key key player but like we've got some very medically minded people if i know that you know we'll say warren he's he's been on if i knew that warren was out i wouldn't wait like there's that oh man we have this call i bet you warren's coming right down the street i hope he's coming i hope he's coming because it's going to be hey i really hope we have this this you know medical expertise there right oh no never mind i knew that he checked out tonight hey we're we're coming with what we got, and we're going to be doing the best with with what we have, which is better than not better than nothing. But you know what I mean. Um, you, you're not waiting for that that expert in their field to be rolling through the door. Um, yeah, you just go and kick ass with what you got. And again, it comes back down to that zero pressure. Um, nobody wants you to respond when you're like that. It's uh, it's bad for you. It's bad bad for us. And, the repercussions later on can be much worse than whatever the gain you may think in your mind that you're going down there to help. <clears throat> so yeah, and you you it's unfortunate at that point because then you put that you put the onus 
on other people to then catch mm-hmm. you, you know? Yeah. And if something happens bad, you think you're going to forgive yourself because of that? Oh, man. It's going to be just all sorts of shit for you after that point. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. Just, if you're going to do it, fair enough. Do it. But mm-hmm. just don't respond. And let somebody know. Yeah. Make the mental choice. Before the wrong choice. Exactly. So, uh, we're going to make this one a little bit shorter tonight. So, Ash, uh, let's go into the... Oh, actually, I guess one thing we did do today. Um, Spent a lot of time putting some uh, content together, some shorter piece content on the Ticket to Talk. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Man, that TikTok. Holy... It gets you. It is just a hole that you fall into and then just lose, like... Hours. So much time. <laughs> it's terrible. You don't even realize you're doing it. Um, but if you haven't followed us on there yet, go take a look. Um, mm-hmm. We've got shorter kind of pieced videos for um, just specifically for the TikTok space, but which will uh, work well for Instagram as well. So yeah, I'll be cross posting both both of those. Butte, Butte, Butte Clark. She's a Butte Clark. <laughs> uh, Motus. Motus. Uh, yeah. So we give those boys love. We've been talking to them. And uh, we're actually going to have him on here. What are you laughing at? <laughs> what? You're nothing. Yeah. Give him boys love, man. Take what are <laughs> <laughs> <our> bar boyfriends. <laughs> bar boyfriends, yeah. I know. Ah, man. I am a... Love ah, for the fam. Happily married man. I just wanted to really put that out there. <laughs> Modus. The... Uh, they they got on with us. Uh, I would say coming up on a year ago, we started uh, testing their uh, snagger tools. We we've been all of us, not all of us. <laughs> Did You've you had some time with it. Did you hear the sour bitterness? Oh yeah, the hashtag is still alive. <laughs> hashtag get Scott a snagger. Tag if if you have any photos of you using a snagger tool or basically anything by Tags, by Modus tag uh, Modus in it, hashtag get Scott a snagger yeah. by the request of the boys at, at Modus they, uh, <laughs> they kind of shit the bed on the last shipment they uh, rushed getting it out to us and they, they had it ready to go and then something happened well Scott Scott and I left we went out to Vegas and uh, I said don't ship it while I'm away because uh, I got to uh, signature not required at the house so I'm like mm. I don't want it li- sitting outside while while we're out so I'm like hold it until we're back and then uh, yeah they just forgot to put it in there so uh, but what they did do is they got us uh, a couple of their new mini spanner wrenches which is cool and a truck tool which we can't speak of <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, I believe we're, we're one of the first people to test it so noise uh, noise for sure uh, I'm pretty stoked on that. Uh, videos coming for for all that stuff. So anyway, uh, Modus, uh, check them out uh, if you're interested in purchasing something from them, which we highly recommend. Uh, DTFF five is gonna snag you. You like that? Five hey. percent off of your purchase on uh, anything Ooh. off their website. Nice. Yeah, check them out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, RZ masks. Yep. We have the M1s. We love them. They're great. We have the F3 carbon filters for them. 
Um, if you want to see how they react to pepper spray, <laughs> go and check out our video with uh, Scott there, RZ Mask versus pepper spray. Um, you can see after Scott empties the entire can into the room, um, he's kind of, you know, you get a little bit of it, but it manages to block out a good majority of it. I was fine, I was doing the recording, I was completely fine, but as soon as Scott takes off his mask, you can, you can definitely uh, see what happens um, pretty quickly. So it does block out a good amount of uh, a good amount of stuff. Definitely helps you breathe in some of these environments. It is not a replacement for SCBA, but uh, it is definitely good in uh, a lot of other situations where SCBA is not necessarily fully required. Um, you know, but again, not a replacement. Still great to have in your gear. Uh, good for medical calls. Uh, we have, like I said, the M1s, which are neoprenes. So in this kind of time of year in the winter. They keep your face really warm, which is nice, uh, especially when you're out kind of working around the trucks, um, switching out people's bottles and their gear, et cetera, et cetera, mm -hmm. that kind of stuff, that kind of um, work on the outside. Great, 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 great tool to have on your gear. RZ Masks, if you would like one, you can purchase them with a discount code that we have specifically for our listeners, which is DTFF, and that will get you 30% off of your order. Yeah, so go and pick one up they're good okay. great yeah um bar boys ash do you want to take barn and scott you got yeah i think that's good uh so bar boys we talk about them every week uh they do the same for us um brotherhood academy radio podcast they uh are a group of firefighters out of maine so eastern coastal u.s um sounds like they've been having a whole bunch of <clears throat> Bonfire! I can't even do it. Bonfires. 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 How do you get in the car to get to the bonfire? <laughs> so they, uh, yeah, they they release a podcast uh, every Sunday. Uh, they have their box alarm, which us Canadians um, learned a little bit more about uh, box alarms and what they're all about. Um, one of the Knicks has quite a uh, quite quite a collection in his basement. <laughs> it was I'm really sure cool. Uh, we're still not sure if he stole them or not. Or not. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he says he legally obtained them all. Mm. <laughs> the jury's out still, but uh, yeah, it's legal no. if you don't get caught. Cool. Exactly, <laughs> that's the rule. <laughs> all right, <laughs> is that the rule? <laughs> so the rule. <laughs> nice. Um, so yeah, they're a really good group group of guys for sure. We've uh, um, really struck up a, a pretty cool relationship with them. We we bust each other's balls pretty much daily, which is. Um, Although listening to their show today, they seem to think we don't have hospitals. And we ride, we ride elk. Elk, yeah. To, to ambulance calls or something. Which they're wrong. We ride moose, obviously. Yeah, we ride moose. Clearly. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm English, so I ride a badger. I, I, Right. I picture all I picture all of them because they all live in Maine. I picture like half of them have pig legs and, <laughs> and live on whaling ships. So, so I guess that's fair. That's a fair deal. <laughs> they have pig legs. <laughs> what? No peg, not pig. Uh, not pig legs. Yeah, like a like a pirate. Like a, like a pirate. Oh, oh. Arr. Love it. Arr, the barn fire man. <laughs> 
Oh, man. Uh, and the others just ride a buffalo. <laughs> Guy on a buffalo. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, what were we doing? I think shouting out the bar boys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bar so boys. check them out. Bar boys. Bar boys. Let's go. Bar boys, stop the bleed. Yeah. Yeah, not much more to say about it. Carry a tourniquet. Learn how to use it. Um, one of the things that I'm doing while I'm down here is teaching some law enforcement on uh, stop and bleed stuff. And uh, it's actually pretty cool because since we've trained them you know, a week and a half, two weeks ago, uh, pretty much every day, oh, three or four times a day, we we basically just shout at them, okay, you're hitting the arm. Everybody drop what you're doing. Drop down on the ground. Put your tourniquet on. So it's actually pretty sweet because, yeah, you know, they're sitting in a classroom, they're in the gym, they're, yeah, they're at lunch. <laughs> you can basically make them put tourniquets on. And I think that'll really help um, in the future if anything was to go wrong with them. They're, uh, they're going to have that, that muscle memory to, to put that tourniquet on. So, yeah, uh, stop the bleed, uh, bleedingcontrol.org. If you're interested, take a look. And, uh, yeah, get trained on it. Yeah, super important, <clears throat> super powerful thing. Does good for everybody around you, including yourself, if you do have these things on you. And again, stop the bleed isn't just specifically for mass casualty, it's for stopping the bleed. You could fall over and land on a spike, yeah. a piece of rebar goes through your leg. If you've got a tourniquet on, you stand a chance of surviving, otherwise you can bleed out in less than 30 seconds. If you hit a main femoral artery, you're, you're gone. You're you're going to lose consciousness and you're not going you know, to be able to the, do it. The main mast of your whaling ship could collapse and take your leg off. There you go. <laughs> you're going to put a tourniquet on it for your pig leg. So later. <laughs> Can't lose both legs. Can't lose both. Yeah. <laughs> you already have one pig leg. <laughs> um, yeah. So no one wants a pig leg. Um, or at least a pirate one. Uh, secondalarm.org secondalarm.org is our buddy Matt's calls uh, you want to go check them out um, Matt is trying to get more firefighters um, into our fire halls so if you are short for uh, finding people recruitment things like that um, Matt's calls is going to be out there and uh, flying the flag for all of the fire departments uh, in the volunteer communities to try and get more and more people aware of what we do um, the the whys behind why we do it and uh, how other people can get in and do what we do with us as well and really try and increase the the um, the numbers um, in those places where we are short so go and take a look secondalarm.org and uh, yeah show me a bit of love mm-hmm. Ash uh, I think we're going to add in this uh, week mm. and for a while for sure um, we just had Joel Struthers on, um, and he talked about his book, Appel, a Canadian in the French Foreign Legion. Uh, but he also has a clothing company, which I think is something that uh, uh, we should shout out. So his clothing line is Legion Engineered, and you can find info on that on all the social media platforms. Uh, and what he's doing there is some pretty cool design. Um, and the profits will be donated to um, portion of I believe it's proceeds go to yeah 
portion. Uh, well, yeah, after the operating costs. Yeah, like yeah. he's he's not donating everything. It's it's the profits. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Go go to his his uh, covering costs. Yes. Etc. Right. Yeah. Um. So that is being donated to PTSD research, um, for veterans, uh, veteran affairs. Um, if it's uh, solely, um. In Canada, he'll donate it in Canada. If it's solely in the United States, it'll go there. If it's overseas, it's overseas. So that's a pretty pretty cool program that he's doing there. Um, you know, PTSD is a real a real thing these days, and this is the uh, uh, some support for the people that are actually out there and suffering from it. Um, it's going to be your uh, first line fighters, I, I think he was calling it, and it sounds pretty good. So that's your military, your your firefighters, your P, your uh, police, your EMS people that are out there seeing the shit and have to come back home and deal with it. So Legion engineered, check it out. Yeah. And then uh, Scott seminar. Uh, actually, before seminar, I'd like to mention the uh, the GSD thing. Yep. Right. Uh, not the tax. <laughs> those Canadians. Um, GST, uh, Gracie's Survival Tactics. Uh, while I was down here, I found out they're uh, probably going to be putting on a course here in BC. Um, I think it's the first time they've ran that course up here. Um, I believe it's in July. We'll probably post some of the information. Um, the person to send email to if you're interested in it. Um, what it is, it's, it was actually originally designed for law enforcement. It's a jiu-jitsu thing for law enforcement. And about two years ago, um, Henry here on Gracie decided that to open it up for all first responders because they understand that um, quite often when when police are there, fire and paramedics are also there, and sometimes they're the first ones there and dealing with su- subjects. And there's been a few videos um, out recently. Um, I think the main one, the one of the most memorable, is that guy's car's on fire and he's taking a swing at one of the firefighters. And the firefighter takes him down, does really good control of him, doesn't hurt him at all. And that's really what this is about. It's about controlling someone without getting, without hurting them. Because um, sometimes people just need to be controlled. Um, so they're coming in July, I think, to BC. And yeah, they like I said, they open up to first responders. You need a first responder ID card and I think an email from your chief or someone in your organization that's higher up. Just so they know they're not getting uh, just random people coming. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, me and Scott will be there for that. Yeah. Um, oh, actually, I should also remember, uh, mention uh, having taken it, it's also a very good uh, instructional, like, teach because it's an instructor course. It teaches you some very good methods of instruction. So, if nothing else, it's uh, whether you're in it for Jiu Jitsu or not. I believe the last two days are spent. So, there's three, five days altogether. Last two days are basically spent on the instructional methods that they follow, and it's actually helpful. It's been helping me um, teaching not only the fire department but other other things I do. So, um, yeah, take a look at it, and we'll post those links. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the uh, the the training methods that they use are um, are fantastic. It's a really strong way of learning. Um, new techniques but not just the technique but the process behind learning anything um, yeah it, it's extremely powerful extremely helpful and as a leader as somebody especially in a training department if you were going to come for a reason um, 
that would be a good one to learn a new technique on how to present new ideas or old techniques in a new way which is really helpful for ingraining especially with the the layering and things that they do um great 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 way of doing it so me and scott will be there um maybe we can drag some of the other boys of us by then too hey ash i already talked to scott and was like ah like can you come off the couch like, <laughs> yeah you probably you probably got him like well maybe i'll get off the couch a little sooner than that but uh, <laughs> i truly am interested but I'm interested you know what i think one good thing about the whole entire jiu-jitsu is it uh, in regards to firefighting is not only does it get you in shape but it uh it makes you uh makes you comfortable at being uncomfortable hmm. which is definitely something that we deal with you know with all our gear on and being in confined spaces um you know if you have a 250 pound person laying on top of you and you're not panicking it says a lot and it translates a lot to a lot of stuff we do in the fire service yeah uh, in fact if you think of all the movements that we do for both it's that push pull lift drag carry and that is literally all you're doing in jujitsu constantly mm. whether you're top or bottom side or it, you're dealing with those kind of muscles the the physical fitness of it it really just grinds you out so it's it's well worth it um and you know do that you won't need to go to the gym every week i'll tell you well i think one you know one of the fairly famous fire instructors uh Aaron fields got a nozzle forward um he's he's a practitioner of jiu-jitsu right uh, and you can and even before i knew that i could tell by his movements that he was doing with his hose movements yeah the leg hits there's yeah the leg slide and stuff there's just something more there there was like this guy does something that's different and that's what it was yeah 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 um, seminar may first second third and oliver um check it out on our on the facebook page which is i think it's oliver spring seminar actually mm-hmm. um on there right now is our highly advanced um <laughs> form registration form print it off fill it out um scan it back and email it to us and we will go from there um it's gonna be over 20 over 20 sessions uh two full days well sorry uh yeah two full days of uh, training and then uh, a little bit of a party on friday night after party on saturday night a banquet um stuff's gonna explode <laughs> like always um, it's just it's a good time and and you know it's not a you don't get a lot of certificates out of it but you get a whole lot of little tools to put in your toolbox and a lot of ideas for training and you get to hang out with pretty cool people and you also get kind of the flick because we, we bring a fair number of instructors from around the province and you know even outside of the province in and it gives you that chance to deal with them for an hour and maybe see if it's someone you want to bring in for a whole weekend long course yeah it's uh, it's a hell of a thing. It's one of those kind of the feedback that we get from it constantly is man, like I would we would never try to that. We'd never try it that way. Like I've learned so many different little techniques. Or yeah, there was a couple of things I learned new. Or but then I did this, and I we'd never done that before. And I'm totally taking that back to my hall. It's a great place to send your training officers. A hundred percent for that I was um, just going to say that yeah really really good spot for that eh? mm-hmm. yeah people uh, they'll wonder like oh like who should we send who should go and it's literally anybody 
in your department. Um, it's a great place for the rookies to go and get some exposure to some training that maybe your department doesn't have the ability to send people away for a live fire weekend or have live fire at your you know training grounds uh so getting some exposure for your newer members is great um and then sort of a some exposure to your training officers some exposure like i've ran chiefs through our sessions and they're like oh yeah i never would have thought of this or whatever so people that it's just different exposure it doesn't matter where you go and who you are Anytime that you train with somebody else, there's going to be a takeaway from it. So um, who this is for is literally anybody in the fire service. It doesn't matter if you're 30 years or three months. Um, if, if it's in your training budget to get a crew here, if it's in your personal budget to get yourself here, uh, it's a really good bit of exposure to a lot of stuff that uh, basically normally you wouldn't you wouldn't get in in such a well laid out i mean we're super lucky with our grounds there so in a well laid out um like scott said over 20 uh in one way or another hands-on firefighting experiences so check it out yeah and then us <clears throat> so we're on the facebook insta youtube tiktok uh just recently signed us up on linkedin funnily yeah. enough because that's getting all big Good old Gary V pointing mm -hmm. out the blatantly obvious for everyone. So I'm on that now as well, trying to get that set up and sorted. Um, I'm also working on some other bits and pieces for the sale of our T-shirts and other products which are coming through. I was spending some good time on that today. Um, so look for that, definitely. Uh, those T-shirts will be available for sale at Seminar as well if you are coming for there too. So if you're looking to place an order but you are coming to Seminar, you can always pick one up from us there. Um, yeah, so follow us, give us a like, rate us. It's greatly appreciated if you do. I noticed, uh, actually recently, um, people have been going on and giving us, uh, likes and, um, they're commenting as well on mm -hmm. actually giving us reviews yeah. on like the iTunes and things like that, which is fantastic. We really, Great. really appreciate it. It helps us, uh, dramatically. Um, for lots of different things, uh, mainly exposure. Um, yeah, and so the more exposure we get, the more things we get to play with because the more people want to give us free stuff to play with and then we mm -hmm. can tell you whether it's good or not or garbage, make more videos, have more fun, and yeah, keep doing it. We appreciate it greatly. Absolutely. Any more for any more, boys? I'm good. Let's go. I'm good. Okay. Then uh, we will bid you good eve, Ash. Thanks for listening, guys. Scott. Oh, that was very nice. <laughs> Have a good night. Uh, there you go. Um, yeah. Stay safe. Stay DTFF. <laughs>